does Odell fit into this offense, Steve? I love the way he fits into this offense. One, the first thing I really love about this, having a guy who's coming off an ACL injury, right, a significant ACL injury, to primarily play a lot of your games the rest of the season on natural surfaces. I really love that. That's an important part about that. But then also, too, when you look at Cooper Cup, you know he's catching a gazillion passes, but he's not the deep threat guy Odell can be. Odell can run deep passes as well, but the intermediate, his game in the intermediate. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List podcast, Brian Scott. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Injured List podcast live on Twitter Spaces for your Week 10 NFL injury updates. Thank you for joining me. Lots to talk about this evening as we head into tonight's Thursday night game, Ravens versus the Dolphins. A lot of players injured. Week 10, we start heading into bye weeks. We're kind of halfway through the... We're, we are halfway through the season, more than halfway through the season, and... There's been a lot of stuff going on. A lot of players being lost to injury. A lot of players coming back from injury. It's a always spinning wheel in the NFL. And I'm here to break it down for you and give you the skinny so that you can understand better what's going on with all of your favorite players. So you can make better decisions with your roster team. So in your fantasy leagues, of course. And let's um, give a quick shout out and thank you to a couple of uh, people that helped me put this together, including the Blue Wire Hustle program. Special thanks to them. And a special thanks to Podgo AdvertiseCast, who uh, helped me with some marketing. Special thanks to all my past guests and friends who've participated in the podcast. You can hear the podcast weekly now that the NFL season is underway. Uh, I will be doing the live segment here on Twitter Spaces on Thursday evenings at 7.15, leading up to the Thursday night game. And don't worry, we'll end it in time for you to get to the opening kickoff. I do not want to miss it myself, so we won't go any anywhere near that uh, time. And I usually release this and record this episode so that we can play it back on Friday morning d- during your morning commute and get all of the information that you may have missed if you weren't able to tune in live. So fear not, you will be able to access this tomorrow morning on Friday. So where do we start? Well, I mean, if you just look at tonight's game, you've got Tua Tungavailoa, who's actually suiting up, but not playing. Apparently he has some type of finger fracture on his throwing hand. And last week was the same situation. He suited up, but did not play, did not start anyway. Jacoby Brissett will be starting quarterback for the Dolphins tonight. And I've done a ton of stuff on Tua no disrespect to him. I think he's a phenomenal player. I think he's got a lot of talent. Problem is, he is very fragile. Uh, he's got a lot of injuries throughout his career. He missed significant time last year due to a rib injury and also due to um, uh, the finger injury. This year, he's missed some time. And going back to his college days, we know he's missed a significant amount of time during his college career as well. So he often gets injured on very innocent looking plays, things that I wouldn't expect him to walk away with significant injuries. He does. And for that reason, and given his history, um, 
I always say tread with caution with Tua. That being said, sometimes it, it might be worth having him on your bench because you never know what type of situation you're going to run into with players and starters uh, during the course of a season. So when he's in there, he's got a good record. Apparently he's 7-7 seven and seven for his starts, only 1-4 this year. He's been banged up a little bit again. We talked about the hand. But, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it just doesn't look good. When you're missing time like this with a finger. I mean, and then you got Russell Wilson, who basically mangled his finger on someone's helmet a couple weeks ago and is after four weeks and surgery is suiting back up. So you got to question possibly his toughness a little bit. I don't want to call him out on that, but you have to, you know, sometimes consider that. So anyway, moving right along, we, I mean, there's been a bunch of guys banged up. Uh, The Giants have had a bunch of injuries and I speak of the Giants very frequently because I am a New York native and I am a New York Giants fan. And uh, let's put it, Honestly, this season has been rough when it comes to the injury brigade. They have uh, been banged up quite a bit, uh, unfortunately. And so as a result, uh, they've lost a lot of players to time, Uh, starting linemen, wide receivers in particular. Saquon Barkley sounds like he's missing. Well, he missed this past week, and now the Giants have a bye. I expect him to be ready to go week 11 when they come back. I just don't know what to make of it. I mean, a super talented, uber talented player. Last two seasons have been rough. He's been coming back from the ACL injury, then tweaks his ankle uh, after inadvertently stepping on an opponent's foot, not even during a a play where she was carrying the ball. Um, Tough break for the Giants, tough break for Saquon. He started to really ramp up. And if you listen to my previous episodes, he was about 18 months or so from the ACL reconstruction when this happened. And that was right about the time that I predicted he was going to start really ramping up and getting back to any shell of his former self. So unfortunately this injury came at a very inopportune time for him as he was getting at around that 18 month mark, which is very uh, significant when you're coming off a major knee injury and surgery like that. It's usually about the time most guys are feeling about as close to normal as they ever have, you know, since the injury and surgery. So very unfortunate. Hopefully he'll bounce back here week 11 when they come back to play. Now, Kadarius Tony is their wide receiver rookie who's uh, been very highly regarded and has been productive, but he's been kind of dealing with an ankle injury uh, the last couple of weeks, which has kind of limited his usage and his playmaking ability. I expect that he will, Bounce back week 11, giving the extra week off to rest. Kenny Galladay was out injured with a hamstring injury for a while. He came back into action. Speaking of hamstrings, you had Christian McCaffrey come back after a pretty lengthy layoff from a hamstring injury, and he looked great. Uh, had an over 100-yard game combined, receiving and rushing, and looked like the McCaffrey of old. Um, shook off a little bit of rust in the first quarter or two, but... That's what you would expect to see with a significant layoff from a hamstring injury. And one thing I have to credit the Carolina Panthers with in dealing with Christian McCaffrey the last two seasons, coming off a high ankle sprain and an AC joint injury last year, and then the hamstring injury this year, is they really have treated him very appropriately and taken it very cautiously with getting him back into the uh, play. And I think that that's a wise decision when you have a franchise running back like this. They never seem to put him in there unless they're confident and he's confident that he's good enough to go without risk of re-injury or furthering um, the problem. So 
I got to give props to them on that front from a healthcare provider perspective and a sports medicine perspective. They definitely do a good job getting him prepared and treated without rushing him back too, too soon. And in some cases, that, that is a problem. And, you know, I mean, there's two sides of the fence to that. Uh, there's some good points to be made and why you would try to get guys back quickly. And there's also good points to be made about why you would hold guys back a little bit before letting them get back out there. Um, oh God, I'm just going around the league off the top of my head here. We got Jerry Judy came back this past week. He was out for several weeks with a high ankle sprain. Um, it looks like they're going to kind of ramp his, um, usage up as we go here, you know, he's shaking off some rust first week back this past weekend. So, um, yeah, high ankle sprain, uh, so who else? I think, um, the running back for the Cardinals is dealing with a high ankle sprain as well. Um, What's his name? Why can't I think of it? Um, was it Chase Edmonds? Yeah, Chase Edmonds. He has a high ankle sprain that just happened this past week. Uh, he's been out of practice all week. Doesn't look like he's probably going to suit up um, next week or this weekend. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, this injury happened against the 49ers. They haven't placed him on injured reserve, but I'm expecting this to be at least a four to six week um, time frame. Depending on the severity, of course. They're they're saying anywhere between three to four weeks. I think that's optimistic. I think it's going to be at least four, if not more. It really depends on how, how significant the high ankle sprain was and how well he's able to deal with it. So, um, high ankle sprain. Speaking of ankle sprains, uh, Latavius Murray, the running back for Baltimore, will be missing tonight's game, dealing with an ankle injury. Um, but on the good news for Baltimore, Sammy Watkins is coming back after a thigh injury, and he actually... Uh, was cleared to play uh, pregame, so he'll be suited up and in the lineup tonight, which is good news for uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, having to be able to have Sammy Watkins out there to throw to. So good news for that. Um, <clears throat> again, I want to thank Blue Wire Podcast Network for allowing me to be in the Hustle program for doing some collaboration with some of the other Blue Wire Hustlers and Blue Wire Podcasts. And the reason I do this show is because this allows the fans a chance to connect with me, ask me questions, get my professional opinion and personal opinion on some athletes around the league and get my perspective on things, being that I work in the healthcare field in orthopedics and sports medicine for 14 plus years. So I, I come with a unique perspective and uh, I was originally doing this on Clubhouse and um, I, I decided to make the transition over to Twitter spaces because more of the people who pay attention and listen to the podcast are usually coming from Twitter. And I just like the format better. Uh, the clubhouse thing can sometimes get a little out of hand. Uh, a lot of people just kind of jumping into the rooms who don't belong there. And I, I just feel like the Twitter sphere is a little bit more, um, I don't know how to say it, uh, more of a well-oiled machine, so to speak, I guess, well, if that makes sense. But um, I got the game on in the background here, as I usually do. And, uh, you know, we're going to be heading to kickoff probably within the next 30 minutes to 45 minutes, usually about 8, 15, 8, 20 is when they start. And I like to come on before that, give you guys plenty of time to jump into the room, into the Twitter space here and ask questions and, sh you know, shoot the, uh, the stuff to um, talk about injuries. So if you know anybody who's interested, if you think they might like this room or this space, this format, and you think that they might provide some good 
um, feedback or have some good questions that we can, or topics to discuss, please invite them in. And I hope to see you guys every Thursday at 7.15, even if you just pop in and say hello. I think that'd be a lot of fun too. So let's go around the league here and see if we can find some other uh, injuries. Um, now the big one, I guess, that we haven't spoken about here since I last was on, excuse me, is the Derrick Henry injury. Apparently he's had surgery and they were saying that he had surgery for a f Jones fracture, which is a fracture of the fifth metatarsal bone in the foot. So basically the bone on the outside of your foot in the midfoot region, um, it's that little prominence that you feel just below your ankle. Not, not that malleolus, not the distal fibula, but the, the, in the foot. Very common bone to be fractured. It happens a lot. Um, but a Jones fracture is a very specific type of fracture to that bone in a very specific location. And I questioned whether or not this was actually the diagnosis because of the timetable that they were saying that he was going to be out. Now, originally they were saying that it was going to be something like 10 weeks can, could potentially be season ending, which um, uh, well, I was kind of surprised um, because usually uh, with professional athletes who have a Jones fracture, the trend is to usually fix them right away. And the reason for that is we know that they're not, um, well, I shouldn't say we know. We, we know that there's a higher incidence of Jones fractures not healing in the general population. A little bit lower risk for guys like Derrick Henry who are very healthy and very active. But that risk is there and it's a real risk and it does happen. And rather than wait to see if that is the case, professional athletes will usually just have that fracture fixed. Whereas people like you and I in the general population, a lot of times we can manage this conservatively with serial x-rays, walking boots, and things like that, and give it time, take some vitamin D supplements and see how it plays out. And then if we hit the 12, 10 to 12, three month mark, you know, 12, 12 week, then we can make that decision about whether or not surgery is viable and necessary. So there's a lot of, uh, flexibility there in the treatment. When you have a guy like Derrick Henry, rather than wasting all that time and playing the, you know, rolling the dice, it's easier and usually more streamlined and simple to just fix it. It's a simple procedure. You go in, you drop in a screw into the bone to compress the area where the fracture is. And usually by six to eight weeks, that thing is healed pretty nice. You know, sometimes I'll put some bone graft in there to help stimulate the healing. They'll get a bone stimulator machine to wear. And I've got to say, the success rates are very high with that. And I'd be shocked if it didn't take him six to eight weeks to, to be completely healed, if not even earlier, where he'd be feeling better, can potentially start doing stuff on it. So I was a little surprised by that. I'm wondering if that truly was the injury or not. Um, and without seeing x-rays, without knowing for sure, it's hard to say. But it's a very specific injury. And so the fact that that's what they're reporting leads me to believe that that's what it was. So very interesting to hear that come out. Uh, um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't make it back before the end of the year, um, especially if they go into the playoffs. Now, if they make a playoff run, I'd be shocked if he doesn't make it back because he's going to be right at that window, right about that six to eight week window where um, playoffs are going to be starting and, uh, you know, things are going to be happening to where they're going to need him back in that lineup. So I, I, I'm curious to see how this all plays out and 
how quickly he does end up back on the field if he does end up on the field at all. But I was a little surprised by some of the reporting there. I'm not really sure what to make of it. Um, the the diagnosis and the treatment are not what is confusing or odd to me. It's it's the timetable to return based on the treatment. So we'll again we'll we'll see what happens. So, but that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to kind of break it down for you, give you some insight into some of these injuries and how we normally treat them to give you a better sense of what the athletes are going through, what the timetables are for them to return and what we as providers do to, to treat them and what our thought process is when we encounter these injuries. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way, from creating product listings, to making discount codes, to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's No wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Woo Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. That's shopify.com slash bluewire. Now, big news today was uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, being picked up by the Rams and signing with the Rams. Also, another big report came out. Cam Newton coming back to North Carolina. Charlotte, huh? Um, two guys coming off some big injuries. Uh, Cam dealing with some other issues as well. Um, picked up by uh, New England last year, then not re-signed. Um, and prior to that was coming off uh, Liz Frank. Uh, injury and surgery and uh, OBJ coming off uh, ACL tear and reconstruction last season. So um, if you have listened to some previous episodes, again, I I did talk uh, about these guys in detail um, regarding their injuries. And what I was surprised um, most about this year uh, with regards to OBJ was his setback that he had um, during the season where he had to kind of miss a few games. He wasn't ready to come back because when he was practicing in the preseason and doing things on the field, 
he was right at about that nine month mark, which is like the golden standard nowadays for getting athletes to return back to the field and sports activities. And I thought, okay, this guy's good to go. Um, shouldn't be any major um, lingering effects from his off season injury and surgery, but didn't seem to be the case. And he ended up missing a few weeks then came back, wasn't really productive. Sounds like he probably had a fallen out with somebody on the staff or maybe the management or coaching. And uh, here we are now. He's uh, picked up and signed by LA, heading out to the Rams um, to play uh, with Stafford, which uh, we'll see. Maybe this will be a little shot in the arm that he needed to kind of rejuvenate the season for him. And we'll, I'm curious to see how he plays. Now, you know, Assuming he had a very straightforward ACL reconstruction and injury with no other major structural damage, I was not surprised that he was coming back at not the nine-month mark, and I was actually really um, uh, anticipating seeing how he's going to perform. So whether this is a physical issue that had kept him off the field and lowered his productivity or whether this was something more related to psychological and relationships amongst the organization is I don't know. I'm not privy to that information but from a from a physical standpoint from an orthopedic standpoint i don't think the knee is the ultimate thing here that led to his uh extradition from cleveland so um i'm curious now i'm really curious to see how he performs on the field we'll know pretty quick whether this is something physical or whether this is something else um, with regards to Cam Newton, um, I still think he's got a lot of fuel still in the tank. Uh, his Liz Frank ligament injury, he seemed to play well when he came back from it last year. Had some ups and downs with New England. Started off on fire and then kind of tailed off, which I think most people probably expected. But I don't think that um, the the Panthers are taking a risk here by signing him. Uh, you know, um, especially with Darnold, he's going to be out at least probably four plus weeks um, in dealing with that scapular fracture that he has and the concussion protocol that he's under. And speaking of Darnold, you know, scapular fractures themselves are not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Your scapula is your shoulder blade essentially. And there's several different areas of that bone that if fractured can kind of dictate the treatment. If it's not a fracture that is involving the shoulder socket, then it's usually not anything serious or going to cause any long-term uh, ill side effects from. But the the shoulder blade, typically you'll get these body fractures where the, the, the flimsy part of the scapula, which is kind of more the, the back part, which is not really involving the shoulder joint itself, um, is often can often happen. And that that's there's nothing you can do for that. You just got to give it time to heal. So when they were saying four weeks, my guess is that's probably what it was, probably some type of scapular body fracture. The problem is he's also concussed. And so that kind of puts a little hiccup into the treatment um, uh, and uh, timetable, um, depending on how significant that concussion was, whether he has a history of concussions, how symptomatic he is from that concussion. He got drilled on that hit and it looked pretty clean. I mean, the guy did put his helmet into Darnold, but it was at the shoulder pad level, not helmet on helmet contact but it jarred him enough that his helmet did pop off and he slammed the ground pretty hard. was definitely a little woozy when he was being picked up by his teammates. Um, so I'm, I'm actually more concerned about his concussion status than I am about his uh, shoulder blade fracture or scapula fracture, as we call it. So, um, you know, four-week timetable to me sounds uh, about right. Uh, I don't necessarily think he'll be back sooner. 
Uh, if anything, they might earn a side of caution and keep him out a little longer, depending on his symptoms stemming from the concussions and how he does on the concussion protocol. Um, problem is, even if he is clear from the concussion protocol, uh, he might not be able to do too much because of the shoulder. Um, but you can start, you know, getting him into some cardiovascular training and things like that to see how he does. And if that then causes as many symptoms in the concussion protocol, that will actually set him back. So they can still kind of assess him and get him through the concussion protocol and clear him from that perspective before he gets out there in the field. The shoulder blade then may be the thing holding him back. But either way, you're probably looking at at least four weeks, maybe even a little longer. So uh, we'll see. But uh, Cam Newton making his way back to the Carolina, so that should be interesting. So... That was your uh, your breaking news for today. Um, and, you know, if you guys know of any other breaking news, this is the place to do it right here on Twitter Spaces. You can ask me questions. You can, you know, bring up topics you want to discuss, and I'll be more than happy to fill you in. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. This is the Injured List Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Are you interested in being a guest on the show? Or do you know someone who would make a good guest? Want Brian Scott to be on your show? If so, share the podcast with your friends. Or drop us a line and we will get back to you right away. Email us at theinjuredlist411 at gmail.com or visit our website at www.theinjuredlist.com. When your business is starting its championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. With Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through March 31st. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract interview and hire all in one place and indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay go to indeed.com slash blue wire to claim your 75 dollars credit before march 31st no matter how the last game went anytime you take the field you got a shot at greatness Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Well, let's see where we're at in the game. Oh, we got Jay Glazer on here. Let's see what he's got to say. Okay, now we can kind of go after that a little bit more. So everything had to actually work perfectly for this to happen in time for the trade deadline. And it couldn't. And then at the very end, I think the Houston Texans GM, Nick Cassero, is like, you know what? If they're willing to do this now, let me pull back, wait for him to settle, and I could actually get more. Yeah, but put yourself in the shoes of Tua, right? You're a yep. young quarterback. You're trying to oh, just Tua. kind of find your way. The team says, you know, you're our starter. Whether or not he's the long-term solution there... He's too fragile. He was going to be their starter going into this season. He's and too to fragile. And to deal with this story since the spring and then not come through and make the trade, I just feel like to some point, and you know this, Mike, better than anyone, the organization has a responsibility to your starting quarterback to treat them the right way, especially a young guy, to bring them along and build their confidence. They've done nothing but undermine him. They've done nothing but cut his legs out. They don't, they don't go through with the Deshaun Watson case 
the trade, and now it's, okay, Tua, when you're healthy, you're our quarterback. It's just an impossible situation. Every, Welcome every to the NFL, dude. I mean, presser, this is what it is. It's a business. It's not uh, high school football. Uh, you got to be able to be available, uh, and you got to be available to be capable. So you got to be able to get out there and perform and put up numbers and put up wins. Yeah, but it's a cliche. They like to say the best ability is availability, and he hasn't been yes, available. Yes, it is. Yeah. Tonight's the 26th game since he got drafted. Assuming he doesn't play because he's not starting tonight, he will have missed 11 of them. So almost That's half right. of them. So even Thank when you. he's on the regular roster, he Somebody hasn't been available for a lot of it because of injuries. But Michael, when you lose That's seven the big games problem. Row, I said that all along. Even when they drafted him, I said that that was the issue. It's not all on one player, Kurt. This is a team. But listen, so that, you know, this is what I do here, okay? Um... I'm not trying to bring anybody down. I'm just being realistic when it comes to this stuff. You know, the NFL, man, the, the average career is like three to four years, maybe four to five. I mean, I don't know what the new statistics show, but it was like that years ago. And that's looking across the board at all the positions. That's not necessarily looking at just a quarterback. But, you know, it's going to be hard to keep yourself in this league if you cannot be available and on the field and be productive. There's always another guy waiting in line right behind you, ready to step in and fill your shoes and take over. It, and that's for every position at every level. I mean, there's, you know, there's a star out there right now being born that just hasn't been seen yet. Um, and in the, NF, in the collegiate football world, there's stars that are being developed every game, every weekend. So, uh, you know, whether guys' feelings are hurt because there's trade talks, get over it. Got to get over it and get to go over it real fast and move on and perform. So anyway, listen, thank you guys for joining me. We're going to sign off early tonight. It's been a little quiet out there in Twitter space world, but which is fine. I understand it's Thursday. Game's coming on soon. People got stuff to do. They're out having drinks. Ladies night. I get it, guys. But tune in. Every Thursday, I'll be here during the football season, 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Twitter Spaces. Don't forget, I'm recording this live. You can listen to it the following morning on Friday mornings. I'll, it'll be posted at 5 a.m. Put it on as you do your morning commute. If you have any other questions, or if you want any other topics covered, let me know. Contact me. Check out my website, theinjuredlist.com. Um, listen to the podcast. Check me out, Blue Wire Hustle. Injured List Podcast. Can't thank them enough. Um, I've got a lot of other things I've been doing with them. I've done a couple of uh, collaborations with them. Was on the All Eyes on Cleveland podcast a few weeks ago talking with Brad Ward about uh, Baker Mayfield's injury. So check that out. Uh, I mean, I'm out there um, and I've got it all on my website. So if you want to hear it, uh, take, take a look at the uh, link to um, previous uh, projects and you'll see the past episodes there as well. So um, that I collaborated on. So thank you guys uh, out there in Twitter world and uh, stay safe, stay active and stay healthy.